Authors on the Air. I'm your host, Pam Stack. We're proud to be part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I am thrilled to have with me today one uh, very, very prolific children's book author and also young adult trilogy author. Um, Tracy Bloom uh, grew up in Cincinnati and currently I'm sorry, resides in Columbus with her husband and two rescue dogs who may or may not yip during the show, and that's okay. Um, As a young child, she started writing in a dream journal. Uh, She dreamt entire stories and stapled them together and created her first ever stories. Since those early years, every book she has written has arrived in a dream, including places character names, and lessons to be shared. I am thrilled to welcome two authors on the air, Tracy Bloom. Hi, Tracy. Welcome. Hi. Glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. It's been a long time coming. When we tried to schedule before, we had, we're having outages here when uh, everybody first started going on the Internet when the virus hit. So we, we, we kind of got dropped every time we tried to connect to each other. But I'm glad you're here now. You know, um, I'm very struck by the fact that you, you have such powerful dreams that you're able to remember them and journal them and that your stories come there because I, for one, don't remember any of my dreams. I don't know if it's because I sleep so deeply or I sleep lightly because I don't know that much about when your dream cycles occur, but tell me about your dreams and, and how you knew to translate them into books. Um, yeah. So I have been, um, kind of dreaming this way since I was a little kid. I can remember, you know, being maybe six years old and having very detailed dreams. And um, they were, you know, the person would show up in the dream and say, my name is blah, blah, blah. I am going to be a character in this, you know, in this book, and this is where I live, and this is what time period it is. And everything is very, um, like, very detailed in a lot of my dreams. And so, Um, the ones that are extremely detailed like that, where it's like, why would I dream of that? Did I watch something before I went to bed or what? Like, where did this come from? I always write those down and and, um, go back to them later for inspiration. And then there's others where it's just kind of like, no, that definitely came from what I watched before I went to bed. (laughs) So do you keep a journal right next to your bed on your nightstand so that you can kind of scribble down these ideas? Yes. Yes, I do. And I have probably 10 years worth of dream journals kind of locked away in my office. Um, Some of them, I know I have pieces of them on display at um, an art exhibit here in Columbus, just about children's book authors. And um, other than that, I really just kind of keep them in my office and I go back to them every now and then um, just for inspiration and to to kind of peek at what I've maybe missed or overlooked. So when you ha- ha- you see something that's very clearly a story you want to write, do you go back to your dream journal and use that as an outline for your books? I do. So um, the book that I wrote recently called The Lighthouse, that one in particular, um, my my grandpa, he passed away when I was 
I want to say 14, he mm-hmm. appeared in this dream and he had the book already kind of written in the dream. And he said, you know, this is a story I want you to write. And it's basically about finding the light within and um, getting through troubling times. And I want you to compare it to a storm. And, and basically that tidbit of information in the dream um, I woke up and wrote it all down, and then later that day, I went back and thought, okay, well, the light within, and I, and he said, you know, the light within you is the light within me, and I kind of thought of a lighthouse, and that's kind of how that happened. So it was, it's kind of like the dreams give the inspiration, and then I just kind of free write. That's really interesting, especially that book in particular, because I cannot think of a book that's more appropriate for our times with coronavirus and everything else, you know. So um, but you mentioned in the green room that you are writing like a mad woman now, because when you shelter in place, you have all this creative energy stored up. And so you've been writing a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, More so now than ever. I mean, I I kind of feel like um, writing is my happy place. And so I like to just kind of sit down and just kind of disconnect from the world around. And it's sometimes fun to, you know, disappear into these stories, even for a little bit to clear the mind. I bet. So your books feature very whimsical characters, including fairies and spirit animals and children named after constellations and Egyptian pharaohs with magical cats. Now, Magical cats I love. I mean, obviously, I have five. Everybody knows that. Um, why these particular things? Do you have any sense of why these are the things that come to you? Um, some of them, I feel like they're just kind of prevalent for the time. Um, I mean, one of the books is about bullying and, you know, the theme for that one was a, a bull whose horns grow longer when he's mean and so it's kind of like these, the messages that I think are relevant for the time to help kids on their paths. Um, and there's another book I wrote called The Wave, which is about cleaning up the ocean. Um, but then, you know, the, the books about like, um, in particular, the Little Pharaoh Adventure series, I just put out book two of that. And all of that one definitely arrived in a dream and it was so precise. It was almost as if I had been to Egypt, <laughs> you know, and I just kind of thought, wow. um, yeah, like it was, it was very precise. Here's where, you know, these rooms are and here's what's in these rooms and here's what this looks like. It was, it was so, you know, just beautiful, but it was definitely, you know, ancient times. And I kind of wanted to transform that into a picture book because I just kind of thought, well, what else can I do with this besides, you know, write it down in a journal and say, well, that was a neat dream. I wanted to really bring it to life and show some of the things I had dreamt of. Um, your books are picture books. Are they story books also for children? Um, most of what I have are picture books. Um, okay. I do have a young adult series that's a currently a trilogy and I'm in the midst of writing a my first chapter book so I kind of have a bunch of different genres that I'm writing in 
Um, and I would say that just one out of all of the books I've written is about an actual real person. Um, one that I put out, I want to say a couple months ago, is about Olympic athlete Betty Robinson. Um, she wow. was the first female to take home a gold for the U.S. in track and field right. in the 1930s. Yeah, so I worked with her kids and her grandkids to uh, create a picture book about her. So that's my my first and only one where it's like outside of the dream realm. Um, right. And actually working to create a story that highlights somebody else's, um, you know, their life and their success. Now, are you also the artist for your books, or do you have a um, someone who does your your drawings for you? Um, I am not a good artist. <laughs> I have tried. I have tried many times, but that is not my forte. Um, I usually work with a couple different artists. Um, the artist that created the lighthouse is um, out of the UK, named Adam Parker. And he works for a company called Bear With Us Productions. So they did that book. But I also work with a very talented team out of India called FX and Color Studio. And they've illustrated many of my books. How fabulous. I mean, uh, they're just incredible. Yeah, they're, um, they're beautifully done, by the way, colorful and fantastical and, and, you know, whimsical. So uh, I I really, really like them a lot. As a matter of fact, I I really have to break down and go to the store and look for my grandkids. They're, they're the perfect age for your books. (laughs) I I would, I would, yeah, that they're a lot of fun. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about your young adult series. Um, I, I, the young adult series um, I'm scrolling through, is that Gardens of Eden? Yes, it is the Guardians of Eden. Guardians. Yeah. Very good. And so, again, kind of supernatural or mystical or fairies. It's not set in present day on Earth, I'm assuming. Um, it's kind of a mix. There's So the premises, there are regular kids that are named after constellations and and stars and they find items in present day that they've actually possessed in past lives and once they find those items they start having memories of all these different lifetimes where they've had these items and protected them from evil things and there's like these bad guys from different all villains and characters um, are affiliated with constellations and so there's um, a lot of mythology involved, and there's some time travel and some fairies and stuff like I love that. that. So it's very, very magical. I have to tell you, it's right in my wheelhouse, too. I love reading stuff like that. I love reading oh, I do too. YA, um, you know, like supernatural and mystical and everything magical. Those things really appeal to me. Um, do you have to do research when you're writing your young adult books as well as your children's books? Um, yes. So um, especially for the young adult series. Um, so I might have a dream of a specific time period and place um, like a castle and a king and what happens in that castle. And then I'll wake up and then I'll research did this really happen? Did this exist? Is this place real? 
And then um, if there's mythology associated with the characters, which there always is in this series, um, I do a lot of research, and I tend to put in stories that are mysteries. So not just, you know, um, things that are well-known, but things where people are still left puzzled about it, like King Arthur, uh, things that are like that, that gray middle ground where it's like, well, there's not too much out there about this so then it gives some freedom to um experiment with stories how wonderful how did you know you were going to be a storyteller um i don't i don't know if there was i just always have loved writing and i started off with poetry um a long time ago and I just started writing things that were more like the poetry evolved from just regular poetry into um, a lot of rhyming. And then I started evolving that into what would be fun for children to read. And it just kind of snowballed from there. I just, I never, and I, you know, I never really thought about publishing until somebody was like, you know, these are really cool. You could hire somebody to do artwork and you could maybe try to publish this and, and I thought, well, okay, I guess I could try that. So it just kind of started that way. So were you traditionally published and then decided to go self-publish? Uh, yes. So I was traditionally published um, for my very first um, two books. And then um, I really just wanted to try to do things on my own. Um, I really wanted to create the stories I wanted to create, and I write so fast that uh-huh. I wanted to be on my own timeline and be able to produce as many books as I wanted to. <laughs> well, that makes sense to me because when you're in traditional publishing, you're on their timeline, and yes. that may mean that you're only publishing a book a year, even if the page, even if it's not you know a 300-page book. So it doesn't really matter. You're, you still have to wait until a publisher tells you when to publish, correct? Right, right. And I, and I wrote some things where I thought, okay, I definitely don't want anyone to change that. <laughs> and then, well, there was, yeah. you know, if, if there was a publisher, they, they always want to tweak stuff. And I just thought, well, maybe if I do it on my own, I can just keep it how I want. I think that's magnificent. You've started your own little empire of books because you're very prolific I think you've said you've written 20 books Um, I noticed that you also um, help other authors in kind of a coaching method to to publish their book and to find illustrators and how to sell creatively so um, so you really have tried to pay it forward that way yes yeah so I I do have a um, a book club where I review other authors' work, and I usually do a write-up and a video below it and post it to my kids' book review site. And then um, I take the books because I don't have children myself, so I take the books that are sent to me and I donate them either to um, – there's a place in California called Project Night Night, Night and uh-huh. um, there's another another organization that I sometimes donate to, but – yeah, I, I usually try to pay it forward, and then if there's new authors um, that just want help 
as far as self-publishing, I do some coaching there too. Now, I want to know about um, about your school visits and what you do for the schools. And how can a you know, it's interesting too because who knows if schools are actually going to be in session. But um, right. you do school visits and read to kids, don't you? I do. Um, it's actually one of my favorite things to do. Um, I usually, I mean, if a school books me to come visit them, I let them choose. If it's for younger kids, I usually put up a PowerPoint of one of my picture books and read and then take questions or do a craft. And then if it's for a little bit older kids, I usually go through a presentation on what it's like to create a book and then take questions at the end. Um, Since the pandemic, I've done a lot of virtual school visits, so just through Zoom typically. Um, yeah. And with the younger kids, I usually send the teachers um, a couple of books, picture books to choose from, and then I let the teacher pick what book they want me to read, and then we'll, you know, do either like a, a writing prompt afterwards or, you know, just Q&A. How fun. What kind of things do the younger kids ask you? Uh, it's it's kind of all over the place. So with the book that I put out about Betty Robinson, a lot of kids always ask me what her, what her um, speed was because she broke a world record. So uh-huh. a lot of kids ask me about that. They ask me, um, you know, how old she was when she broke the record, which she was 16. And like, I get a lot of questions about the actual characters in the book. And then uh-huh. there's some kids that ask about, um, writing in general and and making a book and what what goes into that so they kind of vary but they're always fine I bet they love it do the kids get the meaning and the message that you're trying to convey um yeah so with with a lot of the stories I usually have um some questions that I ask to the kids at the end also, so I have this book, One Big Bully, which is about kindness and treating our differences as gifts. And so I created a anti-bullying PowerPoint to go with it. And so I send that to the teachers, and it kind of gives some prompts on, you know, did he learn his lesson here? Why did this happen to him? Was, you know, did he forgive? And things like that. So kids kind of are prompted to answer these questions and, and I kind of, you know, nudge them for the, for the moral of the story there just to make sure they, they got it. Now with your young adult books, how are those received or do you make school visits for your young adult books? Um, I actually have only done school visits for the picture books. Um, I but I think it's more so because I market it that way. Um, right. But I would, yeah, I would absolutely welcome school visits with the young adult series and talk about the creative writing process because, um, you know, sometimes, I don't know, I think I'm one of those weird authors that don't outline and just do a lot of free writing and then make notes sure. to themselves, like, right. <laughs> go back and do this. So yeah, I think it would be it would be great. So when you're not writing, are you a big reader yourself? 
Um, I am one of the slowest readers out there. It takes me <laughs> a very long time. <laughs> and I also am one of those people that has many books at once um, ah, going. And uh-huh. it drives my husband mad because he is a speed reader and he reads like two books a week. I mean, he's this avid reader and he goes, have you finished that book yet? I mean, you've been reading that forever. And yeah, yeah, it takes me a very long time. So what do you like to read when you do sit down to, and crack open a book? Um, I am reading right now. I'm reading a book called the redheaded woman from the bog. And it's about Irish mythology and a woman who kind of goes to Ireland to, um, seek her heritage. And then it's kind of a real story, but then she puts in a lot of mythology in there. So I like reading books, uh, like that. And then I'm also reading some just informational books about um, writing for theater because that's a goal of mine. Um, But yeah, I really enjoy like the kind of fantasy books and the, and also the crime books. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, What are you working on now? Um, So I am attempting to write my first chapter book and um, it is of course magical there's um, fairies involved, and it's tied to the uh, Guardians of Eden. It's essentially the backstory or origin story of one of the fairies. Um, I see. So it's a chapter book about where she's from and this place, and there's kind of like a beast that's escaped from this place. And it's it's something I just finished, and I'm kind of working on um, getting some sketch work for a couple illustrations to go in it. Your your work is pretty detailed, Tracy. If you're writing young adult and you're putting in some sketches and, and some artwork, that's you know pretty unusual. Other than maybe a map at the beginning of a of a book or something, uh, you don't normally see that. And so, congratulations on that. Um, what would you like people to know about you? Um, you know, I'm I really enjoy writing, and um, I. You know, I think, I think that, gosh, if, if you're going to summarize me in a couple of sentences, um, there's no wrong way to creatively come up with something and, you know, find what it is that you love and pursue that. And I think that doors start opening once you find that, that thing that, that you're meant to do. So, you know, if people are interested in, you know, having me talk to kids, my goal is to, you know, help future generations and help inspire kids to, you know, create a better world, essentially. It's a, it's a beautiful sentiment, and I hope that's what you do. Will you please tell us where we can find you on the web and what your social media sites are? Yes. Um, so I have a website called theblom, B-L-O-M, dot com which is d-o-t-c-o-m dot com it's very complex <laughs> and um i also am on instagram as the dot com all spelled out and i am also on facebook i have an author page in my regular in my regular page it has been a delight to talk to you um i want you to come back when you have your young adult book your origins 
book done. And let's do a deep dive into that because awesome. it sounds like something I want to read. <laughs> and so I'd like to, you know, maybe focus on the young adult stuff and see where you are in writing your, um, your theater piece, because that should be interesting too. Yeah, it is really, it's really exciting. And um, it's cool that there's so many online groups nowadays where you can, you know, find mentors and you can find information and download plays. And it seems like in this virtual world, there's so many resources that you can just it, find. They sh- there really are, aren't there? Uh, you know, when, mm-hmm. when I'm, I've constantly got Urban Dictionary and Google up as a tab on my computer. Because so. <laughs> half the time I don't know what the abbreviations are, so I have to go to Urban Dictionary. And then yeah. um, if I need to find something else, it's like, Google, tell me this, you know. And if you have an right. Alexa on your computer or on your phone, you can find anything you want really fast. So um, right. it's been a, a pleasure to speak to you. And I look you forward too. to talking to you again soon. Maybe you'll come back and do an interview with one of your favorite children's book authors. That would be very, very cool. I would love that. Okay. Well, then why don't we do that? Let's make arrangements to do that. I, I want to thank you so much for being with me, Tracy. I, it's been a joy to talk to you. And uh, listeners, go to Tracy's sites. If you have kids, you're going to adore these covers and the themes of all these books. They are absolutely delightful. Tracy, thank you for being with me. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. And thank you, Mom and Dad. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.